0: So may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. I thought I'd start this morning with a few maths questions, because I'm sure that everybody out there loves maths and is a mathematician. So they're going to be in degrees of difficulty. The first question, number one, is what is two plus two? Don't shout out. What is two plus two? Yes, Liz. It is four. Put your hand up if you knew that two plus two was four. I imagine everybody knew that two plus two was four. Even if you had to use fingers or touch count with coins, I think everybody, given some support, given some help, would know that two plus two is four. Okay, it gets a little bit more tricky. What is twenty times two hundred? Twenty times two hundred. Betsy? 4,000. 4,000. Four thousand. So put your hand if you got that one right. Okay, there, if you got that right, some of you got that right. Well done. Okay, last one. What is 3 fifths of 100 times by 6 divided by 5? What is 3 fifths of 100 times 6 divided by 5? Ben. 72, well done. Put your hands up if you got that one right. Ooh, a lot less got that one right. Okay. Who gave up as soon as I said it was maths? (laughs) Who was excited because they love numbers and it was a real strength of theirs and a talent at school and they thought, yes, mathematics, my daughter Beatrix there. You see, the truth is we are not all called to being mathematicians and neither should we be. Not all of us have minds that enjoy working with numbers. For some of us, the very mention of maths give us the shivers. But I reckon that all of us, with some support, were able to do the first question. Some of us were able to do the second question, and a few of us, those mathematicians out there, were able to do the last one. So why maths? Well, I think that the same can be said of prophecy. The Bible tells us that all can seek to prophesy, all can seek to prophesy. Some are called to exercise the prophetic ministry, but only a few are called to the office of prophet. So what that means is that all of us, as Christians, can hear from God. Some of us might be called to the gift of prophecy And a few of us may be called to the office of prophet. So we can all hear God speak, and most frequently and most naturally, that's going to be through the words of the Bible. Sometimes you can read a passage and the words jump straight out at you, and it's almost as if you're not reading the Bible, but the Bible is reading you and speaking to your heart and telling you a truth that you need to hear. Sometimes it speaks directly into a situation or into an issue that you might be facing. Sometimes you might be praying for somebody, and as you are praying for them, you might get a Bible verse that just comes into your mind, a scripture that you think, yeah, that really resonates. You might get the words of a song for somebody. In this, we are hearing from God, and we can edify and we can comfort others by helping them with what we hear. Some of us may have that gift of prophecy. Just as the Bible says, others are given spiritual gifts, such as hospitality, faith, giving, administration, teaching, serving, discernment, or wisdom. Romans and 1 Corinthians are great places to go if you want to read more on the spiritual gifts. A few will be called to the office of prophet. If you think about the Old Testament, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, And then as we move into the New Testament, we've got John the Baptist. These are people chosen and called by God to be his spokesperson. They communicate God's will to the people. They encourage them in faithfulness. They call them to repentance. And they ask them to come back when they turn away from God. Now you might be thinking that what we've been saying through this teaching series is that you must all prophesy... And if you don't, it's not acceptable. But I promise you that is not true. What we are saying is that all of us who are the sheep of his fold can hear the voice of the shepherd. All of us. Some of us will receive the gift of prophecy and will be given words and pictures for the strengthening of the church and for individuals, whilst a few are chosen to be prophets, it is their vocation, it is their calling from God. What we've been doing, and what we're going to continue to do for the next few weeks, is simply to teach on prophecy. What it is, why it's good for the church, how we might develop it and better understand it, how we might be open to it so that we can edify one another. It's really good for us to understand whether we're the one with the prophetic gift or we're the one receiving the prophecies. We're the body of Christ, which means that we need all of the gifts that I've mentioned and more, so that the body functions properly. If everybody had the gift of prophecy, but no one had wisdom or discernment or administration or hospitality or service, we would end up with a church full of people sharing weird pictures and dreams with nobody wise enough to understand them, full of people making mistakes and saying the wrong thing, where no one knew what they were doing on the rotor. Ooh, oh, wait a minute, no rotor. <laughs> or what time anything was, the church would be filthy, there'd be no tea, no coffee, and no welcome. No one would give generously, and faith would be at an all-time low. It would be a disaster. But thank God that we do not all have the same gift. Thank God that some of us have the gift of welcome and hospitality, a gift of wisdom or service, a gift of faith or intercession. Without all of the gifts being given to some of the people, our church body would be limping along. It would be lifeless and empty. So, having said that, let's think about how one might exercise the gift of prophecy a gift that strengthens, encourages, builds up and edifies the church. As we heard last week, Jesus stated that the words he spoke were not his own, but belonged to the Father who sent him. In John 12, Jesus says that the Father commanded him to say all that he had spoken. Notice also how Jesus didn't start his ministry until he'd been baptised and received the Holy Spirit at which point he went out into the desert place for 40 days to listen to the Father. And upon his return, he spoke the words of Isaiah. So let's have a read of Luke four seventeen to 21. Speaking of Jesus, it says this. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled upon your hearing. So upon his return from the desert places, Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, declared that he had been anointed to bring the good news, to bring freedom, to bring sight for the blind, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Jesus is without doubt our greatest example of hearing from God, of developing and exercising the gift of prophecy. Everything that Jesus shared, prophetic words, parables, images, guidance, prayers, all of it came from God the Father. All of it came through listening, studying the Old Testament scriptures, praying, waiting, resting. As we read this morning in our gospel passage, Jesus knew that Peter would deny him. He knew how many times, he knew when it would happen. He even told Peter that a rooster would crow after he had done so. Jesus quotes the scripture from Zechariah thirteen seven, Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. This was to be the fulfilment of Zechariah's prophecy, as indeed the sheep, who are his followers, scattered as their true shepherd was arrested. If we think about the Corinthians passage that Tabby read for us, we read that God's wisdom shared with us, is revealed by the Holy Spirit. And just as Jesus was sent out in the power of the Holy Spirit to begin his ministry, the disciples waited for the Holy Spirit to come before they spoke boldly and prophesied at Pentecost. So we too need God's Spirit, so the things of God can be revealed to us. And the thing is, as followers of Jesus, as Christians... We have the Spirit of God. Those who have confessed him and believed by faith that they are saved become children of God and receive the Spirit. Verse 11 says, No one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And it goes on to say that we, the children of God, have not received the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit of God. And this is so that we may understand what God has freely given us. The Spirit reveals truth to us. The Spirit helps us to understand God's Word. God's Word, which to non-Christians is just simply nonsense. The Spirit teaches us spiritual realities. For as verse 16 says, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. And the Holy Spirit unveils truth and teaches us spiritual realities. So, a prophetic ear is one that's tuned in to what the Spirit is saying. And it's a different frequency to the one that the world offers... Years ago, there were no TVs, no radios, no mobile phones, no 24-7 entertainment. Shops were closed on a Sunday, and life had a lot less created noise. Today, we have to be mindful about creating an atmosphere which is receptive to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is usually the gentle voice that we hear. He's peaceful, and the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. That is, what we hear through a convincing sense that something is right or we're being convicted to change or do something. We have a sense of agreement within ourselves that what we are hearing is coming from the Holy Spirit. A prophetic ear requires obedience. That is, to do or say what we've heard or to relay the picture or the vision that we have seen. A prophetic ear is one that studies the Bible, someone who meditates and digests God's word. And by doing this, we have a better understanding of whether the prophecy aligns with God's word, whether it's ours or somebody else's who's coming to us. And the prophetic ear is expectant for God to speak. Through whatever means it receives it. It walks through each day with God, rather than waiting for a Sunday morning to spend an hour with him. So how are you feeling about the gift of prophecy, or the prophetic in general? Is it akin to the person that shudders at the thought of maths, or more like the mathematician who delights to get stuck into equations and algebra? At its most basic level, prophecy is about hearing God speak. If you didn't hear God speak ever, you would not be sat here this morning. Most of you would never have given your life to Christ. You wouldn't have been baptised or confirmed, you wouldn't read your Bible, and you certainly wouldn't understand a word of Scripture. And God speaks to us through creation, through other people, through the songs that we sing that become our favourites. For some of us, he speaks in pictures because we're creative and that's how we like to receive things. For others, he speaks in words. But whether it's prophecy or serving, or administration, or welcoming, or teaching, or generosity, or faith, we are all still imperative to the body, that is, the church. Without each one, the body does not function well. Without each one, we become boring, the same, and we lack in diversity. So I believe this morning that God wants to show us that we can all hear him, and that he delights in our differences. He delights in our giftings. And he rejoices when we use them for the strengthening of the church. Perhaps this morning you've listened to those that list of gifts. And perhaps you're struggling to see one of those gifts in yourself. Perhaps you'd like to receive a gift or develop a new one. I'm going to ask the band to come up. And as we spend some time in worship, responding to what we've heard, I want to encourage you to be bold and courageous. I want to encourage you to listen for a word from the Lord. Can I encourage you to tell others what gifts you see in them? Or ask them what gifts they see in you? prayer team are going to be at the back whilst we sing and at the end of the service and if you're feeling like actually I don't know where I am in this body I don't know what gifts I have to offer could I encourage you to go and just receive prayer i just spend some time listening to what God wants to say to you this morning about the way that he sees you the gifts that you have that perhaps you're not using because you don't recognize them I'm going to pray and then uh, I'm just going to invite you to stand. So, Father God, we thank you for the gift of prophecy. We thank you, Lord, that it edifies the church. And we thank you, Lord, that not all of us are called to be prophets, but that we can all prophesy. We can all hear from you. And we pray, Father God, this morning that as the body of Christ, as your church, Lord, that you would help us to see where our place in the body is. Whether we are the eye or the hand or the foot, would you help us to discern our gifts, our talents, Lord? Would you speak into our hearts? And would you encourage us to speak into the lives of others, to tell them what we see in them, To help them to discern who they are. Would you come, Holy Spirit? Would you come and minister to our hearts?